What if every time you went out, you could cash in? Now with the Capital One Saver Card, you earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment, like celebrating every year the crew gets older. Or when you and your crew are courtside during overtime. No matter your reason for going out, now you have four more. Introducing the new Saver Card from Capital One. Earn 4% on dining and 4% on entertainment. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One Bank USANA. Hello, friends, and welcome to Untorn Radio, where we are broadcasting life and broadcasting love from Studio 14B. I'm your host, Jay Trainer, coming at you live uh, as we are both on a live video feed over on Facebook, and we are also broadcasting on the audio side of things right through our website. Last month, we were all about this whole idea of living a resolved life, being intentional with what we do and why we do certain things. This month, we're switching things up and understanding what it means to be uh, influential, purposeful in our influences of others, and also being aware of those things that will ultimately influence our lives. Tonight, we're looking at pursuits. What are the things that we are going after? What are the things that we are uh, ultimately coerced by or influenced by? and making sure that the pursuits that we go after, the pursuits that we have involved with our lives are godly in nature. Because let's face it, there's a lot of times, my friends, where the pursuits, the things that I run after, the things that you run after, are compromising in nature. Uh, They compromise uh, my identity and who I'm called to be in Jesus. Uh, They compromise your identity. They compromise the very core, the very fabric of what I want to be about. And so tonight, We're looking at this whole idea, again, of pursuits. What are we going after? What are we running after? How are we ultimately making sure that the pursuits that we are living by are honoring and glorifying God? So welcome aboard. It's good to be with you guys. Hope you had a great week. Hope you've had the chance to to grow in the Lord this week, that God has made himself known to you in some capacity. Uh, I know there are times and seasons in life where it seems like, man, God, where are you? What's going on? And you know what? He's there. Uh, he, he knows. He knows the struggles that we endure, the things that we go through. And praise God that it's no match for him. Uh, even when we feel like we're distant, man, God shows up right at the the, the right time, the 11th and a half hour sometimes. So with that being said, opening question for you tonight is, is simply this. Where do you go for comfort in life? And these are, I wrote down some answers. I wrote down some things that relate to uh, me and uh, relate to some of the observations I see others, uh, what they run to for comfort in their lives. And if you want to share uh, in the chat room, in the respective chat rooms, both on the audio side or the video side, if you'd like to share some of the comfort, some of the things that you run after or go to for comfort, go ahead and, and share that now. Uh what I wrote down, here are some of the answers that I've written down for for ultimately going after certain areas of comfort. The first one is this, my significant other, my wife. I've gone to my wife for comfort over uh, different stressful situations. 
maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you can. Maybe it's not a wife. Maybe it's a significant other in some capacity. So you have that. Uh, friendships, relationships, uh, people that we've uh, gone to uh, for for comfort. You know, there are certain friends uh, that I can go to for different things, uh, different levels of comfort, people that I can trust in this sphere over here. And then there's people over here that I can connect with in, in this realm because sometimes uh, a friend over here can't relate to the ministry aspect of what I'm going through over here. So there are times where I go to different friends and that sort of thing. Um, have you ever gone shopping? Now, this isn't something necessarily for myself, but some things, uh, some level of comfort for some people would be going to the mall, going shopping, getting out of the house, uh, making sure that they are uh, plugged into something that is numbing the, the pain or the struggle or, or whatever it, it may be. Todd's mentioning in on the Facebook side of things, my inner circle. Ah, that's that's huge. Uh, that's huge. Sherry, welcome aboard. Todd, welcome aboard. I see a couple of you that are tuned in tonight. That's simply awesome. Here, here are some other things. Uh, Netflix. How many people go to Netflix? Uh, maybe you want to put the emoji with the hand up on that in the chat room. I can totally relate with that. There are times where, you know what, I'll just blow an hour off on uh checking out a couple episodes of, of something either on Netflix or Hulu or, or something of that nature. Um, maybe it's just the internet in general. Again, we're talking about the question, where do we go for comfort in life? Uh, significant other, my wife in that case, uh, relationships, friends, friend groups, things of that nature, shopping I've seen uh, other people do, uh, Netflix, Hulu, uh, the internet in general, maybe it's uh, technology, maybe it's a phone, uh, maybe it's texting, uh, maybe it's Snapchat or social media. And those are some of the things that I wrote down. If you want to share anything or, or add anything into that capacity, please feel free to chime in in the respective chat room or, or comments uh, on the video portion uh, of Facebook. What are some of the things that we run to? Think about it. Outside of God, now I know God is one of the places, one of the people that we can run to, that we can turn to, and we're going to be talking about what that looks like through the course of our time together, especially as it relates to influential living and the pursuits that we are, are running after in our lives. But the problem with all these other things is, will it provide satisfaction for a while? Absolutely. There's Food, that's a good one. Uh, Michael Cassidy, that's another thing that we, we turn to. That man, that's, <laughs> I didn't even think about that one. But that's some, some for some, people can relate to that. Uh, writing, books, awesome. Good responses in the chat room tonight. That's good. Again, the problem with all these is for a while, it will provide some sort of satisfaction. It will provide some sort of um, temporary relief, but in the long term, in the long run, we become dependent upon those vices instead of becoming dependent upon the Lord God Almighty. So we might have short-term happiness, but the long-term nature, the long-term result can be something along the lines of, you know what, we're going to that as a crutch over and over and over again. Instead of being plugged into the reality that God 
has for each one of us. And so with that being said, uh, I just want to elaborate upon this problem a little bit more before we dive into Scripture. These things that we turn to for temporary satisfaction, it's not freedom-based. It's not freedom-based at all. In fact, we become devoted, we become attached, and then we can easily wrap up our identity in Netflix, in the internet, in social media, in food, in work. Somebody mentioned work. Uh, Josh, thanks for chiming in and sharing that as well. Uh, to quote uh, somewhere, I, I, I wish I could... I wish I knew the source of this quote, but let me let me share it with you. A friend of mine once said this, and he was quoting somebody else. There are many good options out there. There are many good things to kind of connect to in life, but there are a few great ones. Now think about that for a second. I think what my friend was getting at in my conversation with him is there are a lot of different opportunities that are in front of us, a lot of things that we can turn to for comfort, but in the end, there are a few things that we are ultimately designed for, and the one person that we are designed for, the one pursuit that is worthwhile in our lives, is the pursuit of a deep, authentic relationship with Jesus. You're made for that. You're designed for that. And if you want the ultimate influence in your life, if you want the ultimate influence to be a part of uh, who you are, then my friends, we have to turn our attention away from the the endless pursuits of self and the endless worldly pursuits that are out there, including labels and the identity things that we can attach ourselves to and truly hold out our hands openly and say, God, here we are. Would you, O oh Lord, Show me what I am designed for. Would you, O oh Lord, ultimately reveal to me what I am about? And so the so what factor, before we dive into 1 John chapter 2, the so what factor is this. You can go after the things that you're designed for instead of compromising yourself. I don't want to be a person of compromise, and neither should you. So, let's pray. Let's dive into scripture. We're reading out of 1 John tonight. Verses, uh, chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. Let's pray. Let's dive into God's word. Let's ask for humble hearts as we read God's word together. Lord, thanks for tonight. Thank you for the opportunity to go live, to talk about these different things, to broadcast life, to broadcast love. I pray, Lord, for the different pursuits and the different things that are out there that we could so easily attach ourselves to. God, give us discernment, give us wisdom to understand what pursuits are truly worthwhile. Not just not just to go after some sort of good factor or good thing, but Lord, to go after the, the very best, the excellence in relationship that we can have with you. May we not be people of compromise, but may we be people, O oh Lord, that are pursuing the design that you have for us. And may it come out of deep, authentic relationship with you. We love you, Jesus, and we pray this in your name. Amen. So my friends, this is 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. A couple verses for us to look at tonight, reading it out of the ESV. This is the reading of the word of the Lord. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 
For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is of the world, or that is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. That's the reading of the word of the Lord tonight. Thanks be to God. Amen. It's awesome. Four things I want to highlight with you as it pertains to this passage, as it pertains to the different pursuits and the different themes that are out there. The first one is this, devoted obsession. What I mean by that is simply this. It's not talk about not liking something or even enjoying it. This passage is not saying, you know what, uh, enjoy God only and don't enjoy other things. No, we're talking about patterns and ways that reveal true allegiance, true obsession, a way of life, a pattern, etc. You get the whole idea. It's no longer God-centered, but focused on your pursuits. See, what it's saying here in verse 15 of, of 1 John, it's not saying that you can't go after different things. You can't uh, have some sort of desire for something else. No, it's not saying that exactly. It's not saying that you can't love and, and do different things, but ultimately don't put your whole identity within that pattern or that different system. Hope this is making sense to you. Don't stock up your whole identity in the social media. Don't stock your whole Id identity. Don't get it all wrapped up in Facebook. Don't get it all uh, consumed with shopping. Because that's the problem when those pursuits take the place of the pursuit of going after God. That's when this pattern of love is, is just truly messed up. I want to make sure that in my life I'm not compromising the very agape, the very core, the very fabric of what God has for me within my my lifetime within what he desire desires for me and what he's designed me for and my friends it's the same for you now again it's okay to have different hobbies i love announcing i announce sports something i'm involved with i i love uh athletic contests i love running i love working out but when my working out takes the place of uh, my time with Jesus, or if I'm so obsessed with that and I'm missing out on growth with God or maturing in the faith, that's the problem. This devoted obsession. What are you devoted to? What are you tied into? That's truly what this passage is seemingly getting at. What are you diving into? What are you loving? I mean, think about it. Now, I've heard my old youth pastor put it this way. How can you tell what you love? What's the barometer, the thermometer? What's the indicator? Well, it's where you spend your time. It's where you spend your energy with your talents. And it's where you spend your treasures with your financial resources. That's how you can tell what you're plugged into. What do you love? What is what is at the forefront, if you will, of your reality. 
And again, it's okay to have different pursuits. It's okay to have different things as long as those things, A, aren't compromising in your in your walk with God in the first place, meaning that they're sinful, and B, that they don't occupy the throne of your life, which is, we'll figure, also sin. Duh. It's pretty wild. So we have... This whole idea within this passage of First John chapter 2, again, verses 15 through 17, this whole idea of devoted obsession. What are you devoted to? What, what are you obsessing over? What are you passionate about? What are you plugged into? Second theme we're looking at is the Father's love. And in this case, when you're going after different pursuits that are ungodly in nature, the the Father's love is 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 absent, and it's a missing out of opportunity. Now, I didn't grow up around this fully. I didn't I didn't always understand what this meant. I, I would hear it in church. I would hear it in youth group about the Father's love. And I grew up going to church, and I grew up going to youth group. I know and understand not everybody has that benefit of being able to do that. That's not necessarily afforded to them for whatever for whatever case, but church and youth group life very much for, for me were, were done out of obligation. I felt a sense of obligation to go. Um, it wasn't viewed oftentimes as, as opportunity. I like to call it the, the triple F of forced family fun. We would go, we would go out of uh, a sense of obligation because guess what? That's what we always did. And I got tied into youth group. I found youth group fun. I found youth group challenging. And so I wanted to be part of that. I wanted to be challenged. I wanted to be part of something that was fun. But the Father's love, in, in my case, was very much absent. It was not present. Sometimes we miss out on understanding the Father's love because of uh, human relationships. And this certainly plays a role. Whatever sort of relationship you have with mom or dad, if, if, it's, if it's absent, if it's gone, if it's damaged, then your filter in how you're going to view the Father's love is going to be uh, something that might be skewed in nature. And you might need to ask God, Lord, give me a fresh revelation of what this, what this love looks like, what this agape, what this unconditional love for, for me and my soul and my heart truly ultimately looks like. But it shouldn't be viewed out of obligation. Let me get back to this whole opportunities thing for a second. We have the opportunity to engage with the Father's love. It's not something that just kind of sits off in the distance. It's something that's that's present. It's something that is it is a part of reality. And, and you have the chance to, to truly dive in and make that part of your world. And understand what it means to be uh, one that is... Uh, a loving part of God's kingdom. It's pretty awesome when you think about it. So we have, again, a devoted obsession that's mentioned in, in this passage or hinted at in this passage, certainly implied, but you also have the Father's love. The third thing I'd like to highlight with you based off of 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, is this, the big three. What am I getting at with that? You have, first of all, desires of the flesh. You have desires of eyes. And then the third thing 
the pride of life, or as what I like to call here, the pride in stuff. And the focus of all three of these things is truly one and the same. It's on you, and it's on me. It's on selfishness, it's on pride, it's on making life about us instead of making life selfless. These things have a role in our identity, and certainly uh, these desires, they they influence us. And again, not that they are all bad, but ultimately we have to understand how to keep those things in check so that our obsession isn't wrapped around the pride of life, the desires of flesh, the desires of eyes, because when we live according to those passions and those desires, we will get wrapped up in a whole mess of trouble. It's about sin, and it creates a separation between us and God, and guess what? We've all sinned. The Bible talks about that, and this continues to play a role. It has an impact in our lives, even after we encounter relationship with Jesus Sin, temptation, all of it, it's still part of life. But the good news is we can mature and grow in the faith, and it doesn't mean that we have to settle for second as it pertains to the ways of the Lord. And a quick note about this too, temptation isn't sin in and of itself. Don't confuse the two. I know some people out there will say, man, I feel bad because I've been tempted in the first place. Well, you know what? Sometimes temptation looks ugly. It, it may, it's, not, it's not attractive on the spiritual level whatsoever. Now, it may attract your senses. It may attract these desires. But in the end, tempt, temptation isn't sin. Let's not confuse the two. But let's respond accordingly. Because if we don't respond to temptation accordingly by saying no, by putting a, a, a staff down, drawing a line in the sand saying, you shall not pass. But if we don't respond accordingly, then that temptation will lead to sin. Think about that. It's pretty wild. The last thing I would like to highlight with you is this whole idea of looking at what's temporary or looking at what's permanent. We've looked at devoted obsession. We've looked at the Father's love. We've talked about the big three things of desires of flesh, desires of eyes, the pride in possessions, the pride in stuff, the pride of life. But then this last thing is this temporary or permanence that's going on. My friends, there's an end coming. Did you know that? It's not all a cycle. Our time in earth, in the history of, of the story of history rather, our time on earth in the grand scheme of history, it's, it's truly short. It's truly short. It might feel like we're, for, we're here forever, but that's, that's simply not true. Matthew chapter 6 talks about that. I think it's important not to get caught up in, in temporary things. Don't get caught up in, in short-term ideas that, that will only last a season. No, we need to know what matters and where to put our time, where to put our energy, and where to put our resources. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to make sure that my resources, my identity, 
the person of Jay Trainer is wrapped up in the permanence of who God is, even in the midst of this crazy, messed up, jacked up world. So what are you going after? What are the pursuits that are occupying your heart, occupying the space in that place? Again, devoted obsession, the Father's love, focus on the big three of the desires of flesh, desires of eyes, the pride of life, and then the last thing, making sure that we're plugged into the things that are permanent instead of the things that are temporary in nature. And that, my friends, is tonight's Untorn. Let's make sure that in the midst of influential living, that the pursuits of our hearts are on the things that matter in the forever capacity instead of the capacity of something that is just short term, something that is just going to exist for a while. Certainly it might provide some sense of satisfaction. Certainly it might get us ahead for a time or a reason or a season for, for a small amount. But in the long run, we need to think about the damage. We need to think about the consequences. And we need to use discernment in the process. Thanks for tuning in to Untorn tonight. We'll be live uh, again next Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here on Untorn. And again, if you are interested in financially partnering with Infusion, uh, I welcome you to do so. If you do, uh, we have a gift for you each and every week uh, as a follow-up devotional as it pertains to uh, this uh, podcast, to this broadcast. You can simply go over to uh, our website, untorn.net, click on the menu bar, click on donate, and we'll have uh, your record accordingly, and you will be receiving a follow-up email, a follow-up gift from us to you in the form of a devotional. Thanks for tuning in tonight. You've been watching and listening to the Untorn broadcast from Studio 14B. I'm your host, Jay Trainer, saying so long for now. We'll see you next time right here on Untorn.
The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Taraji P. Henson. In my new movie, What Men Want, I can hear men's thoughts. You better think. On February 8th. How did this happen? The psychic gave me this tea. I thought black people stopped drinking tea after Get Out. Taraji P. Henson, Alda Sarge, Erica Badu, Tracy Morgan. If you only knew what I was thinking right now. Trust me, we don't want to know. <laughs> what Men Want. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. In theaters February 8th.